Blog Talk Radio. Okay, I, apparently I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so I have, you guys know I'm always finding some new stuff around because I'm a gadget girl, but I don't know how to work the gadgets. So I just realized that my ear things here had um, this, I guess it's a little volume, but I pro- it probably also has a little mute thing too that I don't know about. So I'm going to try it once more. 
just for the sake of me knowing and rotten, you tell me if you can hear me here. We're always having right. technology issues, right? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. If you're talking now, Tammy, I can't okay. hear you. Okay, so we're good. We're going to just do away with these, and I'll carry on the way I usually do. So um, how's it going tonight, Rodney? Is everything cool there? Everything is cool. Uh, I actually just woke up. Like, I fell asleep uh, a few hours ago, and uh, I woke up, and uh, and uh, I saw your uh, your post on Facebook. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm glad. Like, I woke up, <laughs> it was around 8 o'clock, and I was like, oh, man, glad I woke up in time because it wasn't like I had an alarm set or anything. But uh, but everything is good. Everything is good. How about on your end? It's good. It's a rainy Tuesday night here. It's been one of those days. Um, started out with a lot of rain, and then the sun actually came out for a few hours. Um, I thought I was able to to actually get my walk in today because of that, but now it is pouring like crazy. They actually say we have some uh, thunderstorms or something going on. So, But other than that, things are good. In Tennessee here, we are finally on our um, shut-in, I guess, if that's what you would like to call it. Uh, They announced it yesterday, and so it's effective tonight or today at 6 o'clock. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's new. I, I, I think most of us, it's not a shock. We probably have been anticipating it. For the most part, the people that, that I've encountered, I've talked to, everybody's kind of been waiting for it. Um, I actually yeah. was in the grocery store early this morning. I just said I'm going to get up and, and tackle it. It wasn't so bad as far as the crowd, but it, it was scarce. There's, there's, there's hardly anything there. Now, I was able to find... Most most everything, but at the same time, I mean, even with the with the meat, you can only get two meat selections per per you know person or whatever. So that was new and interesting. Um, but 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 other than that, all is good. Uh, people, for the most part, seem to be taking it okay. I was telling Jimmy that for some reason there were wrecks everywhere today. I probably past 15 or more wrecks today, all on the interstate. That's um, a large number. And I, oh, that That is, and, and I may just be kind of not not giving it enough. Um, it was just, just wrecks everywhere, and Jimmy was saying that people are just in a hurry. They're stressed, so they're probably driving faster, more reckless, trying to get here and get, in, get there, and then, you know, not being able to get what – they need. I know tissue here seems to be like everywhere, I guess, but I thought that that had kind of um, went away. I thought that that was, that was over, but it's not. People are still looking for it. But that being said, I think people are looking, people who are looking for it already have it. They're just panicking, thinking that they're not going to get it. Um, I went looking for a thermometer today, not find one anywhere. Then we went online to order one, and they said it wouldn't be here till May. So oh, wow. that's where we are. I know that's kind of um, that's interesting. So, um, so that's that's kind of what 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 it is here. 
So I heard that you guys are not going to, the school system is shut down for the remainder of the year. Is that right? Uh, yep. So, so apparently, and I didn't, I didn't see the press conference this afternoon, but I have to, uh, I'll see if I can find in, any information, but so the school, school buildings are closed. Um, they did allow teachers, um, at least in my district to come in and get their laptops yesterday if they didn't have them, but that was about it. The school buildings are closed. They're supposed to be, uh, finding ways uh, for, um, you know, online instruction to go on and uh, maybe even, you know, packets of work being given out to, um, being given out to the kids. What, uh, what, what doesn't make a lot of sense to me, Tammy, is that we are, like, essentially – we we've already canceled this the school year but still making it seem like we're gonna have kids doing all of this work and it's just not, you know, realistic to me because if you've already come out and said, Hey, the school year is pretty much over if I'm a kid, I'm not going to be that invested in learning anything. Like what is my motivation? If I know that uh, I'm going to the next grade anyway, what is my motivation to go online and to complete work? And we talk about, you know, I know the easy answer is, well, the parents should make them do it. However, it's not that simple in a lot of cases because, unfortunately, um, you got a lot of children who either run the household or they have a lot more say so than you and I probably had growing up. And so <clears throat> I think, you know, I think, you know, most, I don't think any states were prepared, um, at least from an education standpoint. I don't think a lot of states, um, if any, I don't think, you know, were prepared for, you know, a crisis like this. And instead of just saying, hey, we do not have a plan, um, and this late in the school year, like the kids where you live, Tammy, uh, they're probably about to get out. They were they were going to get out, it, you know, in May anyway, you know, and like, yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine, and they get out of school in May, and they essentially only had three weeks of instruction left anyway. So if that's the case, you know, and you already have 15 or 20 snow days built in like we do here, then sometimes it's best to just go ahead and count your losses. And I was talking to one of my aunts the other day, and she was, you know, going off and, you know, uh, are they going to cancel school the rest of the year? And I said, I don't see why they would not. I, I You know, I kind of saw this coming. And she said, well, what are they going to do? You know, kids are missing the rest of the school year. They're missing all this instruction. They're going to start off the year behind. I said, that's new to the public. I said, we're used to this. I said, kids start off the school year behind every year. You got a lot of kids who, unfortunately, start off the year, you know, one grade level, two grade level, sometimes three or four grade levels behind, especially in subjects like reading and math, very critical subject. I was like, and we spend the whole year 
trying to catch them up. I said, this is nothing new to us. It may be new to to you all. I was like, but, you know, kids are in classes 180 days a year, and a lot of them don't show progress or they regress, you know, so we spend a, a good amount of time trying to catch kids up because there's no motivation. You know, there's no, a lot of times there there's a lack of parental support. I was like, so, you know, this is, this is, this is a crisis that unfortunately we deal with on a regular basis. You know, my heart goes out to the kids who, um, you know, who rely on school for so many other things. You know, we got kids who, you know, school is the safest place for them to be in their life, you know, because of, you know, things that go on at home. You got a lot of kids who, School. If it weren't for school, they wouldn't get a, They wouldn't get any meals. So, you know, I think I think a lot about those kids. Um, but you know, that's kind of where we're at. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent like that, Tammy. But uh, uh, back over to you. Well, uh, I know school. You can hear me, okay, Rodney? Right. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. I can hear you just fine. Okay. 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 Good. Um, school here, as far as we know, is just out, I think, until like 1st of April. But I agree with you. You know, um, we we're having the conversation, and you guys, we're not going to make this, this night. We didn't don't intend to make this night about, you know, what's going on because this has been going on as, as far as the school system, and, and Rodney probably can attest to this much better than I can, but just remembering my time in the school system, um, parents don't seem to be – making kids do anything these days um, or requiring them to. Maybe that's a better word, requiring requiring them to do much of anything. Um, so it, it's, it's just a time, I think, you guys, for reflection, to truly, truly, truly reflect on your life, where you are, who you are, um, what you're doing, why you're doing it. Is it fulfilling are you growing um and and that is that's something that's very personal i think so often we get caught up in in looking at uh people um brandon and i were having a conversation and and he was saying how you know for so long people trying to be like the joneses everybody wants you know want to be at the top and we have in some way defined what the top is but Mm -hmm. at the same time people the souls of people are hurting people are dying um with despair with hopelessness uh unhappiness depression and and we can go on and on and on but i think this is a time matter of fact i said to a lady today uh, while we were standing in line i was like you know what as 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 much as i know you're probably going to hate to hear me say this I I think this is so needed for people. We have so much, um, and not the coronavirus, of course. I don't want anybody to get it, and and certainly not um, not make it from getting it. But mentally, and from heart to heart, this is a time for us to really, really, really assess life. 
and what and and today and and it's not today um a couple years from now because what we are so accustomed to on a daily basis you know going to the store and being able to buy up food for days or weeks um and then not really understanding how blessed we are just to be able to do that. Number one, for it to be accessible to us. Number two, for us to have the finances to do it. Not Let's not talk about how much we throw away, how much food we literally throw away. I mean, I've gotten to the point where it just, I see it in my own home. Whereas I would, as much as I hate going to the grocery store, I would prefer to go daily just so that I'm not throwing so much food away. So we eat to be entertained, basically. We eat not really to fulfill the need of nutrition, but to feed the need of, of, of something else, whatever it is. So let this be a time, because I know I hear, I've hear i been hearing people are depressed, not knowing what to do, and um, just scared out of their minds. And, and, and really, we've said it here all the time, Rodney, that if you stress about it and it does not happen the way that you think it will, or if it mm-hmm. does, you stressed yep. for nothing. And yep. so I think this is a good time to talk about consciousness, being aware, not just of this time, but how you are during this time. What is it doing to you, to your mm. spiritual self? What is it Three doing step. to you? So not what's going on, but what is going on inside of you cause or due to what's going on. So that's I, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I want to go today. Um, I've been looking, and I'll turn it back over to you, Rodney. I've been looking at a, a – and, and this is what I plan to do over the next two weeks That because that, that, I am – home now. I will not uh, be working, but I'm going to really, really reflect and do some things that feed my spirit and soul. Because like we say, we come here almost every week. Sometimes, of course, we can't, cannot make it on. And for me, I am pursuing consciousness, awareness. I'm pursuing change. And it is difficult. A few weeks ago, I believe, maybe longer than that, that I shared with you guys that it can, it got to the point where I realized I was giving more than I was receiving, meaning on this show and two people in life, like I was giving so much of myself away until I wasn't growing. And so I've taken that back, mm. and I don't feel bad about it. I do not feel bad. That's why I text Rodney and said, this show gets an hour tonight. And what's really sad, Rodney, it it is. What's really sad, and people don't take this the wrong way, especially for those who listen all the time, I really, really hate, I would hate that you would come and spend, because I'll say hours, because prior to recently, Rodney and I would spend hours, two-plus hours, because we would most of the time go over the two hours. I would hate for you guys to come and do this and not see change in your life, not 
not be um, persistent, not be about changing your life. And so I'm gonna, I want to read this quote, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. Um, change does not roll in on wheels of inevitability, but comes through continuous struggle. No one can ride you unless your back is bent, the king. So I want to talk about change. That's my conversation. Mm. Is your back bent? And if so, what has bent it? What has, what, what, what has gotten you where you are? And what is it that will get you from that point? And are you pursuing that? Daily. So back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, I'm I'm so glad that um, you went there. Not just with the quote, but I'm started. I'm glad that 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 you started off that way because um, as as we often do, um, we are on the same exact page. And um, for those of you listening, um. I think because I've been and I've been thinking about this for for I don't know Timmy probably since this all started at least since I've been out of school which I believe was March 12th and I think about or bit I've been thinking about the the ungratefulness and the entitlement in our society and Timmy we talk a lot about moving our trash cans right. Guess who moved the trash can this time? Nadia? (laughs) No. 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 You? Uh Uh-uh. Hermaria? Nope. I'm lost. Either God moved it or he allowed it to be moved because our trash can. Okay. This situation has moved everybody's trash can. Everybody. Nobody's trash can is in the same spot. And I don't mean literally. I mean figuratively. Wow. Everybody's trash can is in a different spot. Why? Because sports brings in a lot of money and attention and ratings. Guess what we don't have? Sports. It's been moved. In fact, it ain't even been moved. You can't even watch it in a different location. You can't watch it at all. It's it's gone. There's no sports. There are people who just a few weeks ago had jobs that don't have jobs today. Trash can moved. Being able to do simple things like go get your hair cut, get your hair done, get your nails done, you can't do that anymore. Trash can moved. So many, and we talk about, and in fact, it's 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 the whole purpose of our show, Tammy. Change or transformation. It's our whole show. We that's all we talk about is change and transformation, and we've been preaching this for years. And the people who are prepared now, and I don't mean because they they went and bought 
you know, all this hand sanitizing toilet paper. But the people who are prepared today are the people who've been moving their own trash cans. It's sort of like the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Remember, the, two, the, the, the mice, when, when they finally found their cheese, they noticed change was coming. They noticed it was coming. So when it came and they, uh, and they showed up that day and there was no cheese, okay, the cheese has moved. The two little people sat there. Wait a minute. Cheese is supposed to always be here. See, every day I'm supposed to have a game to look at because it's sports all year long. We go from one season to the next. It's sports all year long. Sports all year long. So I'm supposed to. That's how we think. We're supposed to have a game to look at. We're supposed to be able to just get up and go to the grocery store. We're, we're supposed to, you know, be able to go to the casinos. We're supposed to be able to just hang out with our friends, go to, go to the beach. We're supposed to just be able to walk across the stage at the end of, you know, high school and college. And all of those things have been stripped from us. And now it's like, wait a minute, what do we do now? What do we do? We are so lost and so stressed out and so depressed. Why? Because we've gotten used to and accustomed to a certain way of living. Not understanding that nothing, we say it all the time, but I don't know if we believe it, but nothing is promised to us. But that's how we live. That's how we carry ourselves. That's how we carry ourselves. Like everything is going to always be there. Like everybody is going to always be there. And it's not the case. I was talking to uh, one of our teachers earlier today. She said, oh, my God, you must be losing your mind. She's like, no sports. You can't go to the casinos. I said, nope. Those are things that I, yeah, I, I love to go to the casino. I love, I love sports. love to look at sports. I like to gamble. But those things don't control me. They don't control me. So when there's no sports, guess what? There are other things that I can do. Because my happiness comes from the inside. It comes from the inside. I've been at peace since, <laughs> since, you know, this whole thing started, even before then, because I don't look to other people. I don't look to things to make me happy. It's something that is, that is already in me. So no matter what's going on around me, no matter what pandemic or crisis that we're dealing with, guess what? I still go to sleep peacefully every night because I'm not worried about, I'm smart about it, but I'm not worried about the coronavirus. The coronavirus don't control me. We've all been put in a, you know, uh, uh, an unfamiliar place because of it, but why does it control you? you? I was talking to my dad last week. He said, you got to be smart about it, but you can't stop living. 
And uh, going back to what you just said, Tammy, what are we doing with this time? What are we doing with this time? Like, like you said, like you, like you, you, you got time now, and you have a plan. I was talking to Tamaria. She has a plan for this time. But so many people are lost. And, oh, my God, we got to sit in the house. What are we going to do? I was I was talking to uh, my best friend uh, right before we got on the call, Tammy, and I said to him, I said, I'm up here looking for jobs. I said, because here's the thing. School is closed for the rest of the year. I still get paid, though. I still get paid. But there are so many people who are above going to work at Home Depot, Lowe's, the grocery store. There are people, no, nah, I went to school. No, nah, nah, no, nah, I don't want to make 8 nine, $10. Man, you crazy. Because here's the thing. There are some things that I want to do. And you can't do anything without money. So you know what? During this time where everything is slow and, you know, you can't really do much, why not go and make the money so that when things kick back, things pick back up, guess what? I'll have the money for advertisement. I'll have the money for marketing or whatever it is that I, that I, that I want to do. Or I'll just have money set aside so that the next time we go through a crisis, now we have even more money in the bank. But people are so proud that they can't work. No, they took my job. I don't know what to do. You better do what I'm going to do. I, like, I still get a paycheck. But guess what? I will get out here. I, I know how to operate a forklift. I did it for eight years when I was in college. I will, I'm not too proud to go to a warehouse, especially if I can do it overnight when I ain't got to deal with people. I will go in there and stock somebody's shelves and just put the money to the side until my family needs it or wants to do something with it. And to to the people listening, Tammy, um, and I'm turning it back over to you after this, to the people listening, uh, my friend works for an insurance company, and he was saying that people have been canceling their insurance policies left and right. And and at first it didn't make sense to me, but, but he explained it. So you got people in states like New York who, like, the, 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 the state is shut down. And New York, you pay, you know, a lot of money for, for car insurance. And so people have been canceling their car insurance. It's a way for them to save money. Because they can't go anywhere, so that like they can't drive, you know, they can't go anywhere. And it's one of those states where you don't have to have car insurance just because you have a license. So people have been, you know, save people have been saving money by just canceling their car insurance, and they'll just pick it back up when you know when this whole thing is over. But New York is is also one of those places, like uh, like you said, where you are, Tammy where, you know, they are essentially, you know, on lockdown or in shelter in place, I think is what they're calling it. So people have been canceling money. So if you're in a situation like that, uh, if, if you're listening, you're in a situation like that, that might be something you want to explore because, you know, if you're paying hundreds of dollars a month in car insurance and not 
able to use your vehicle and you can save that money for even if it's only a month, um, you might want to look into doing that. Uh, Tammy, back over to you. Oh, Rodney, you said a mouthful. I want to go back um, for anybody who has not heard or has forgotten about our trash can baby. Um, That was so awesome the way you brought that in. That was so awesome. But what we are about, transformation and change, as Rodney said, and to promote that, we ask people consistently, our listeners, to move their trash can, move a trash can, one that they often visit, throwing trash in consistently. Move it from its current location to a new location and then monitor how often you return to its old location. If you're like us and everybody that that has tried this that I have had a chance to talk with and Rodney as well, find themselves going back to its old location. I remember one time passing by my friend's uh, trash can because she had moved it and I was going to where it was. So I not only was I keeping up with my trash can, my trash can's location, but I'm at someone else's house and I pass the trash can to go to where it was. So let this be a reminder of how we hold on to things. We keep a track. Our mind is just as just as we talk about grandbaby and Nadia uh Rotten and Samaria's new new baby, new life, and how they are like sponges. Like they just suck it up. They look at you. They see what you do. Rodney mentioned uh, a few shows back where he was saying that they want what we want. We were talking about we buy all these things, yet they want our cell phones. They want our remote control, um, whatever it is that we have. Like Zali loves my name tag. And eyeglasses. Now, she has all these toys. And Rodney, that was so profound. They want what they see us with. So that being said, take take yourself back. And I know we can't go back as far as, as, as the age of Dolly and Nadia right now. But just imagine the things that, but you know, you know what you've held on to. You know what things have become such a part of you, so much so that you can't move on. You cannot totally embrace this change because we don't, Rodney, you mentioned, don't let this kill us. Most of us have already died. And that's why this is so difficult because we have just become a people that we don't want to deal with. With conflict, we think life mm. should be perfect, like you said. Oh, we should be able to go to the store and get what we want when we want it, how we want it. We should be able to go get our hair done, we should be able to go get our nails done. Yet, people are hungry. Have we even thought about homeless people at this point in time? They're like, Oh, this, this, this is us, this is nothing to them. But have we thought, do we think about them when this is not going on? Do we even think about the life? I've heard stories where homeless people have been given an opportunity to live in a place, sleep in a bed, and they have difficulty doing so 
because it's in their mind. Homelessness has become who they are. They are attached to it. So this is all part of life is not perfect anymore. However, you've deemed perfection in your life. And I've not heard anybody talk about peace that surpasses all. So it's time to do reflection. It's time to just stop saying it and really live it. Because I, like, I think I was telling you, Rodney, earlier and Tamaria, I can't imagine anybody living this life who is not pursuing awareness, consciousness, pursuing who they are, the very depth of their soul. I have a few questions that I, I, I want to, and then I'm going to pass it. This is just some questions I'm going to throw out there. Um, I've, and I, I probably should try to find these, this person's name. I know one of them is uh, or was a, I don't know, big guy at Disney. He was with management in Disney, and he ended up leaving this position because he said he realized that he was growing. He was um, professionally growing, but his life was not fulfilled. And I believe his six-year-old son asked him, Dad, what are you afraid of? And he said, without thinking, his response was, not fulfilling what I was sent here to do. And that that sent him um, just on this journey. And he said he was worrying about quitting because of what people think. You're leaving this big, you know, this good job, this great uh, position. And he said he realized that those same people that he was worrying about, what they would think about him quitting this job, after he quit, they no longer worried about him. He, he, and he realized that it wasn't that they gave a crap about what he was doing. They just wanted to know what he was doing. Not that they cared, but they wanted to know. And why? why? Probably so they can just talk or somebody else can get the job. But we put so much emphasis on what someone else thinks what they're doing, what they have, who they are, um, are they growing? What about you? What about yep. you? And so the question came up, and I've added some to this uh, because his was, long story short, he ended up going to get some counseling. And, he, uh, you know, he's, and, and this guy, I, I missed this because this was very, very interesting to me. All his life, he had been told that he could never run because he was too tall, really tall guy. Um, So at the age of 36, I think, was his first time ever running because he bought into what people said, you are too tall to run. And so he started running marathons late in life. Um, But he said after going to, to therapy, uh, he was asked, what did you have to do as a child to feel loved? And that was an awakening moment for him. We all have had challenges in some way, shape, form, or fashion. No one's life has been perfect as a child. And, and most parents, 
um, especially back in that time, I don't think we were as aware as um, I'll take I'll take Brandon and Stella for example, and I just told Stella this not very long ago. Um, yeah, they're they're as a grandmother. Yes, I wish I would, would could have so much more time with her. But they want to be the people in her life right now. They want to be her sponge. Um, so that accountability. And so I was. I just had a lady in Augusta tell me that you should be thankful because I can't. I can't get rid of mine. Like I and I love them, but I have to find their parents. So I've been told <laughs> that. But I just had somebody tell me that recently. So oh, wow. this guy went on to this this journey, went to, to counseling and that was one of the questions, what do you have what did you have to do to feel loved as a child? I'm asking some different ones. That as well. Who did you seek love from as a child? Like who was it that you needed to love you that you still have that void today? Why did you seek it? Like, why did you seek it at that moment? And if you're seeking it now, why are you seeking it now? Why do you need it? And what does that love look like? If you could have it right now, what does it look like and who is it coming from? More importantly, what are the triggers of the absence of that love what are the triggers? What things trigger that void that has allowed you to become blocked? To think that to, to to really live a lie. Because if we're not growing, what's the purpose? If we're not being renewed <coughs> every day, if some if, mm-hmm. if we're not going through that struggle of change, and a good way to act, to figure out where you are in this. What did you do today? What did you do today to feed your soul, to make you grow, to make you deal with the triggers, to make you deal with what has blocked you and is keeping you there? What did you do yesterday? What did you do last week? I also heard someone say, and I'll turn over to you, Rodney, that it's, it's, it's good to be right, but it's also necessary for your right to be effective. That was powerful. We often get caught up in being right, looking right. Never heard. We're that. so consumed. It and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys the guy I cannot think of his name, but I'll find it before we get off. But I have really been finding some really good conversations, and uh, it's Impact Theory is the one that I've been listening to the most here lately. And this guy is the con. Um, He's a, oh, gosh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it before we get off. But he said, you know, it wasn't good enough just to be right. But it's necessary in that, in that rightness to make sure that you are effective to yourself, to the people around you, the people you love. Let's stop avoiding perfection um, mm-hmm. that we will never have. Yet we continue, we, we, we play this game with ourselves like it's okay. Like what thoughts today? I've had to, in light of all the listening to all these people, I have had to 
to take captive so many thoughts today and bring and reel myself back in. Like, okay, we're not going there today, Tammy. Like, Tammy is talking to Tammy. We are not going there today. Because if you're mm. not careful, something inside of you, maybe it's the triggers, maybe it's your void, maybe it's the blockage, it takes you there before you know it, you are gone. And that, to me, is a sense of awareness. When you are conscious enough to be aware that you are conscious and that you have the ability to choose what you're going to do with this thought, what you're going to do with how it made you feel or makes you feel, what are you going to do with the emotion of it? You're going to let it grow and keep you where you've been? And it's going to fester inside of you? Or are you going to grow? And that way you leave it behind. So it's a matter of taking control of the, mm. of the you that you know you are. Because, see, you could fake it with us. I realized at some point I've been I've been faking it a, a, a while, but I have to get to the nitty gritty. I I just I don't want to do this and just be a little bit happy. No, if I'm gonna go through this struggle, I'm gonna be a lot of bit happy. I'm gonna be sitting on impact theory, talking to some people. I'm not going through this just to be mediocre. And I don't need the big house, the big cars. I need that internal peace. Like with what's going on now, it's okay. It's not. It's not tearing up my soul. It's not taking away my joy. Do I have some thoughts about it? Absolutely. It's sending me to a, a place of even even greater. Um, what is the word for it? I guess a search of myself to get that inner, inner freedom and to be set free from my ego. Because it's like I tell the people that I coach, I'm here on this side today, but that does not mean that there's nothing you can say that will help me. Like there are some days I need to be on the side of the table you're on. I need to be in that chair So, I don't know. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, um, there there are two there are two words that um, stick with me um, from everything that that I heard you talk about tonight, and that is growth and reflection. And be, before I get into uh, before I, you know, go back to those two things, um, I have a question for you. Um, how many people, and, and we can do percentages, what percentage of people do you think have used this time as um, as an opportunity for growth and reflection? Hmm. Oh, wow. You said percentage wise. You can include me into you can include me, you and Tamaria in that percentage. <laughs> I would say less than ten percent. I would say less than mm. that truly is truly has a plan for that um that journey within, like to, to, to close out 
to take this time to really, really um, reflect on it all, um, to be more in tuned with the day. Um, mm-hmm. So I would think about 10%. I did hear that just uh, the internet, whatever it's called, the proper word for it, that, of course, it has gone up because more people are online doing something. They're doing something. Um, I would, because I, I don't know what, I would only hope that uh, they are searching for things that will help them grow and know more about who they are. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy, Rodney. So I would say less than 10%. I, I just thought of another question while while you were talking. Um, where do you think we will go from here once this is all over? Meaning the 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 current you know, uh, I'm a, I'm gonna just say current state of society because of the coronavirus. Once this is all over, where do you think we will go from here? We will go. We will go back to where we were and what we knew, if it's possible. We will we will quickly go back into the, and this is based on the ten percent. And and I I hope that I'm wrong, but we will go back to business as usual. Because if you're not on, if we're not on a journey for self-awareness, acknowledging, acknowledging who we are, not just knowing who we are, but understanding who we are, there is a huge difference. And I cannot understand you, Rodney, until I first understand myself. Yep. I cannot. I cannot give anybody anything that I have not first given myself. So if I have my own mm-hmm. triggers, if I'm still holding on, if I'm still blocked, if I'm still seeking the same love that I was seeking as a child, and if I still need it, I need to figure out why. And, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this. I'm probably going to, if it gets back, it's probably going to piss some people off. But, oh, well, because this is not about someone else's freedom. And it's not an attack on anybody's character. It's just we got who you back, they Kevin. are. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's who they are. And it's what I need. And, I, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this. Um for example, we have all this going on, and I'm 50-whatever. I had to ask Jimmy, like, how old will I be, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm just lost for time. So, um, I lost track after 50. <laughs> I mean, really, I'm so serious. It's like, really? I'm like, how old will I be, you know, in May? So I'm thinking this, this stuff is going around, and I'm a mother. I am a mother, and a mother of a grown son, a man, grown man, there is no way that my child, son, grown man, could be in another state. And even as a mother, I'd not call him and say, hey, how's it going? You guys okay? That's just my parental instinct. Man, woman, I don't Mm -hmm. care what it is. 
There have yeah. been times, and that's why I wrote this question down, because there have been times that I thought to myself, my dad, I have not heard from my dad to say, are you guys okay? Um, do you need anything? You know, it just, just, just the voice of, to hear the voice of my father's concern. And, this, and the reason this is really, really, really important, and this is what I mean by you have to search yourself. You have to understand the very depth of your soul and what has happened to you, your experiences. I'll take you guys back years, years, years ago while I was in North Carolina. I worked at Lillington Elementary School. They had, the, the North Carolina had one of the biggest storms ever come through. Power was mm-hmm. down. We were very limited. The kids were not at school. We, we did go back a little bit sooner than they had gone back. And the phone rang the, the, of the school. And it was a gentleman's voice, a man's voice, on the other end. And he said, I am so-and-so, so-and-so's father. Um, And I answered the phone. Um, I don't have to talk to her, but I just need to know that she's there and she's okay. And as, and I might have been 20, late 20s maybe, well, Maybe, yeah, late 20s, maybe early 30s, something like that. And I mm-hmm. remember the tears welling up in my eyes because that was not my dad on the other end asking about his daughter. So fast forward, you guys, when I tell, now I'm 50 something, so you know how many years that has been. And when I thought about that, I was like, you know what, we're not doing this for another 10 years. This has got to go. Because at the (laughs) end of the day, you guys, I know my dad loves me. I know he does. But get this, it doesn't mean that he knows how to love me. It does mean that I have to stop seeking that kind of love from him and accept the kind of love that he brings. So what I decided today, and this is after watching, like I got all this here today, like some time ago about, you know what, he hasn't even called. So I switched it, and I said, you know what, my dad is 70-something years old. He probably can't remember, well, I ain't going to tell you what he said, what I said on that part, but <laughs> he can't remember some stuff. So, so let me be the daughter and check on her elderly parent. Let me just mm-hmm. stop all this here nonsense. Let me get over, get over, get over, <laughs> and get out of this mess right here. Because I don't want to be 10 years down the road having this same feeling like, oh, whoa, it's me. Because, whoa, it's not me. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's just a thought. It's a feeling. It's a need that I have that probably every daughter in this world, if they've had to go through that, has had and is having at this moment. So 
I'm telling you guys that because, or this, because please don't think, please, because I, I really do, Rodney, think sometimes people think that, I'm going to speak for myself, that I have it all together, that every day is a great day, that I have no issues with with my thoughts, my perception, my reality, with that I wake up and I'm just happy and everything's working. No, I'm human. I'm human. The same God that made me made you. And he didn't say we that you don't, I don't get to struggle, you don't get to struggle. There's going to be some struggle somewhere. You don't renew your mind and be transformed and not be uncomfortable. Because what I'm doing, you could do. What Rodney's doing, you could do. It's just a matter of choice. So it's what are you doing? Back to that question. Not what's going on in the world today, but what are you doing in the midst of it all? What are you doing? And how are you feeling in the midst of it all? Is your thoughts changing day to day? Back over to you, Ronnie. <laughs> Tammy, you you. <laughs> I'm so glad that I asked you. I'm so glad. No, I, no, I, no. I'm no, no, and I'm not being funny when I say this. I'm laughing with you because, okay. uh, and now I got to think back to what it is that you said. Maybe it was when you answered the second question, and Tamari was in the kitchen, and. I forgot what she did, but she was like, yep. Like she was basically basically in agreement with you. And uh, I'm so glad that I asked you those questions because I'm glad that you went to the place that you did. And I know we're winding down here. Um, so, you know, I'm going to try to keep this brief. But I'm glad that you went there because, one, uh, and, and let, me, let me make this point before I forget because I'll forget it. But... Um, when you talk about you and your dad and, and how that whole situation transpired, and finally you say, you know what, let me be the one to call him. Instead of being mad, instead of being hurt, instead of being frustrated or having any feelings about this, let me call him. And then you went on to say, so that I'm not dealing with this 10 years down the road. So you decided to make a change. You decided to take the initiative. You decided to make the call. And that goes back to the points that you've been making the entire night. Growth and reflection. Because how do you grow without the reflection? And when you when you have to look back, whether you do it voluntarily or you're forced to, when you have to look back on this day 10 years from now, what are you going to see? What are you going to have to say or what are you going to think about the choices that you made today 
things that we never think of. We don't think about how we're going to feel. And granted, it's, it's the future. So, you know, we don't really know. But how are you going to feel down the line about the choices that you made today? So 10 years from now, Tammy can look back on today and say, you know what? I had an opportunity to call my dad, and I did it. I had an opportunity to be upset with him, to cry, to be mad, but I did something totally different. And I think that we forget that we are human beings. And part of being a human being is you have to live with the choices that you make. And when I used to play football in high school, my coach used to always say, he, at, the, at the end of every practice, he would always ask us, did we get better today? Was this practice better than yesterday? He would always ask us that. And he would always say to us, if today's practice was better than yesterday, then we got better. <clears throat> However, if today's practice was the same as yesterday, we got worse. Because every day you should be improving. And during this time, Tammy, and, and, and I think you were being very generous about 10%, because I don't think it's that many. <laughs> I, give, I give it 1%, and that's me being generous. I just don't think that people are taking this time seriously. I don't think that people are making the best of this time. When I when I look at social media, people are wishing things would go back to the way that they were. People are wishing that they still had things that they're used to. People are full of themselves. And, you know, acting like they're so teary-eyed and sorrowful about things that they constantly complain about. I'm not buying that you wish you could have said goodbye to your students when all you do is complain about your students. I ain't buying it. I'm not buying that you... um you are, you know, sad about a job that you hate going to. I ain't buying it. And maybe you are. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm not God. But you cannot, you, you cannot come to me or get me to believe, convince me that you are suddenly in this different state like people do things 
looking for attention. Our uh, March the 12th was our last day of school. And March the 12th, sometime that afternoon, our superintendent, um, you know, sent out a memo that all of the spring sports were canceled. Oh, my God, people were going off left and right. I mean, I felt like this guy who I – I, I I love our superintendent. I think he's a great man. I think that, like, you know, he has the interest of the kids and, you know, the staff. You know, I, I really think that he has, you know, everybody's interest, like, his top priority. And I have not been able to say that about too many superintendents that I've worked under. And... I mean, this this man was taking blows left and right for not canceling school, right? People were going off, staff members, parents, kids, like everybody was, like, taking shots at this man. So next thing you know, he closed school that Friday. Then people were still going off. And now that the governor shut it all down, now people are mad. Wait a minute. You were mad that we were still going to school. Now you're mad because there is no school. So when there is school again, you're going to be back mad because we are good at complaining. We are good at being upset over nothing. Because there's no peace within us. There's no happiness within us. There's no joy. If it wasn't for drama and gossip, some of us would have nothing. If it wasn't for bad things to look at on TV, we probably wouldn't even turn it on. Because we just don't know how to be happy. I really hope, and I but I agree with you, Tammy. I hope that I'm wrong, but I think when 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 this is over, I I I agree with you, Sam. I think when this is over, and I think that's what Tamari was saying that she agrees with you. I think when this is over, people are going to go back to their same old ways <clears throat> because we do it all the time. We do it all well, the I time. I need to throw this a quick way. question in there for you. I need to throw a yes, question. You say we they will they will go back. To their old ways. I don't think they've left. <laughs> <laughs> they left. Hey, you know so what? Not Amen. Anything to go back <laughs> is just to keep, keep, just keep marching, just keep following the music in the band. Because <laughs> people, you know people have not <laughs> left. <laughs> I stand, I stand corrected. You are right, Tammy. It's going to be the same old, same old. Because people don't want to change. And I will say this, I'm not going to, and I don't believe you are either, I'm not going to stop coming on this show as long as we are able and preaching the same message. I'm not. As long as we are able, 
and as long as as I can, I'm going to, it may be about different topics, but it's going to come back to the same thing, change, change, change. It's going to be about improvement. It's going to be about getting rid of those things that are holding you back. Like we always put that in the show description. What is holding you back? Dying to live. What is holding you back? It's going to be about moving your trash cans. Because here's the thing about reality. You ain't got to move your trash can. Your trash can going to move eventually. Whether you move it or not. <laughs> but see, if you get in a habit of moving your trash can, when your trash can moves, it won't even bother you. See, if you don't make sports your number one priority, when sports is gone, it don't bother you like that. And I'm, I'm, I will tell you, and, and you know, me and Trent, you know, we always mess with you, you know, about sports and stuff. Um, but I will tell you, there are certain games that you know I do try to look at, you know, especially if it's a, like a, a big, a big event. But I've missed the Super Bowl before. I missed the Super Bowl. When I, uh, I remember one year, and it was, this was like 2014, I think it was. No, 2013. When I turned on the Super Bowl, it was like two minutes left. And it didn't even bother me. It didn't bother me. But when you make things your God and you idolize people and you idolize things, when those things are stripped from you, man, it's a terrible thing. There's nothing wrong with missing people. There's there's nothing wrong with grieving. Nothing wrong with that stuff. It's a part of life. But when you feel like there is no hope, when you feel like you just can't go on, when you feel like there is no other way other than the one that you used to, man, we got problems. We got problems. You got people that are so used to being in, you know, in their own world. They can't function now because their world is gone. It don't bother us to get outside and go walk around the neighborhood. That don't bother us. Because we probably would do it more if we just had the time. So now that we have the time, guess what? We, yeah, let's, let's go and walk around the neighborhood. But I will say this to everyone, and, and, and I'm done. But I will say this to everyone. If you did not hear Tammy um, earlier tonight, I would I would advise you to go back and listen to the show because two critical things that I think we need during this time. We need to reflect so that we can grow. We need to... Think about how to improve our lives or make them better. 
We need to get away from being entitled and ungrateful and learn to appreciate everyone who we come in contact with, whether it is for a season or for a lifetime. We need to stop taking things for granted, like being able to open your eyes every day, sit up, put your feet on the floor, go in the bathroom, brush your teeth, wash your face, take a shower. We need to stop complaining about, oh, my God, it's Monday. Oh, my God, I got to go to work again. Oh, this, this, oh, these people are getting on my – stop it. I really hope that people learn to be grateful. And I think that, you know, I don't know, that may be wishful thinking, but I really hope that we learn to be grateful. If nothing else, if you are in your right mind today, I went to a 7-Eleven today, Tammy, and, and, and God forgive me, but I almost, I almost didn't stop there. Because the the 7-Eleven just seemed so suspect to me. Like, it was just so many people around that 7-Eleven, I could tell they were not in a good state of mind. So if you are in your right frame of mind, if you are thinking clearly, if you're thinking straight, you need to be thankful. Because there are people who are not. There are people who would give anything to have the life that you have, even if you're struggling today. If you're struggling with a roof over your head, somebody wants your life. Before we left school, this teacher said, Mr. Jordan, oh, uh, I poked myself in the arm and it's bleeding. I said, well, good. She said, what? Good. I said, at least you have an arm that can bleed. Somebody don't have one. The kind of thinking that we need to start to have. Um, we love you guys. <laughs> we love you guys, and we appreciate you guys supporting the show. Hey. Tim, I'm going to turn it back over to you, and then we can start okay. to close. Okay. Um um thank you guys again for for choosing us tonight. We really really appreciate it. We have a, quite a bit of listeners tonight, so we are thankful. Um and I know this is a lot and I know sometimes it may seem like we are continuously beating you over the head with the same stuff. And in a sense we are. Like Rodney said it comes back to transformation, renewing your mind, changing. And this is a topic uh, or discussion that we'll kind of pick back up on um, next week, God willing, and and all works out. Um, We'll be here next Tuesday. But I want you, if you you have to start somewhere. So first of all, I think it's best to start with your thoughts. What are you thinking And think about a new dimension of thought. And as I say that, I want to to tell you what the verb 
thought is to form thoughts, to use the mind, to consider ideas, and make judgments. Now, that seems like so cliche, so simple, but what ideas are you considering and where are they coming from? Where are they coming from? And what are you doing with them when they come? Are you reliving situations, moments, allowing those same emotions to reflourish? I, I mentioned the situation with my dad tonight. And it's, for those of you who've been listening, you might remember that I told the birthday story where, where he did not call me for many, many years on my birthday. And I took a class healing for damaged emotions. So I've been I've been on this track for so long because I knew I knew something inside wasn't right. I knew my emotional um, tree was not growing. It was staying there. Yes, there'd be some high days, but there will be more low days. And if you don't think what you have taken on internally, if you don't think that that is your place of living, if that is your driving factor for how you see and respond to the world, then you're already defeated. If you think that your issues are outside of you, it's not. Your struggles are your interferes, your insecurities, your destructive behavior patterns. No matter why they're there, some of them may be just. Like, I have a right to feel the way I feel and to want what I want, but do I become that person? You don't call me, so I'm not going to call you. I put that expectation on him because of his role. Well, I, the more I grow, I see that there's an expectation on me or of me because of my role as daughter. And, you guys, that takes or has taken some growing up emotionally, being aware, not just being conscious of what I see and what I feel, but being aware, where is it coming from? Where did it come from? Does it have to belong to me? Does this have to become a fixture in my life? Or can I sell it when the buyers come by to get it? No, I don't want this. So you have to be aware that you are aware. You have to be mindful and you have to be honest with yourself about your thoughts, who you are, where you are, why you are. The more I grow, the more my own life seems like it's not my own. Like things that used to really, really, really matter to me, like the picture on the wall. I mentioned, like, the Q-tip holder. That's so senseless to me now. They come in a holder. We're going to let that same thing hold them. Like, I literally go in my closet every day, and I just want to get all of it and put it in a box and take it somewhere. It's like the the more I grow, the less I need especially if it doesn't bring value. I look at that, that, that Q-tip holder now. 
that's two dollars that I can give the the homeless guy on the corner. Who cares what he does with it? That's on him. If God tells me to give it, then I need to give it and 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 release it. Inventory time, people. Inventory time. It's not about your sister, your mama, your brother, your manager. Your best friend, your boyfriend, your husband is not about any of them. It is about you. And if you want to know where you are, just just do inventory for today. What did you do with your time today? What did you do yesterday? What did you do last week? What will you do tomorrow? So... Embrace life. That's all I can tell you. It, it would be a sad thing. I don't want to leave with, with stuff in me. I don't want to just be mediocre happy. I don't want to be a little bit happy, like I said earlier. I want it all. I want it all internally. Mm. Internally. So we went a little over. We did good, though. We did 21 minutes over, 22 now. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys will join us. Again, next week, we'll pick back up here. Um, I would really like if somebody on here will tell somebody else that we're going to revisit these topics or discussion again. But more importantly, if it's one thing that we have encouraged you to look into, to do on a daily basis, whatever that is, I have a few, and that's why I have to get off because 5 o'clock, no later than, my feet are are out of this bed. It's, mm. it's getting sooner, 4, 4.30. I'm just kind of waddling. I tried to stay in longer this morning, and I could not because my mind – is gone. It is already gone where I am going. And it would not allow me to stay in this bed. So I in order to do what I know I need to do tomorrow, I can't be on this show all night. I need to get rest. Because I am going to utilize this time. Two weeks from now I'll be a another whole person, new person. So, thank you guys. Uh, great show tonight, Rodney. And we will, Rodney. Do you have anything else before we end it? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna end with this, Tammy. I think that we uh, uh, have a uh, a guest for next week, but I'll talk to you more about that um, off the air. Okay. Uh, but I'm just gonna end with these. I'm just gonna end with these three quotes and. The first one comes from Barack Obama, and it says, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones who we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. The second one is Maya Angelou. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. And the last one, um, I don't know who this person is, but it's, it's Dennis Watley or Waitley, and it says, change the changeable, accept the unchangeable, and remove yourself 
from the unacceptable. And that's all I have, Tammy. Uh, hey, thank hey, you hey, guys. Rodney, you made me think about uh, Rodney. The the guy yes, is Neil DeGra- the the guy that I was going to tell you guys about uh, the one that said we it, it it it's good to be right but we need to be effective in being right. It's Neil DeGrasse mm. Tyson. He's okay. the America uh, Black American. You know who he is. Uh, I don't. I've heard the name before. Um, okay. I actually just pulled well, him up. I just. I, yeah, I actually just googled him. <laughs> yeah, so it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, great conversation he had last night on impact theory. So I just I told the people that I would get them the name of that person. So it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Yep, I just googled him, so it's up on my screen. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as always, we appreciate your your support. For those of you who are going to listen at a later uh, date and or time, um, please, please, please feel free to uh, email us or message us your thoughts on on tonight's show. Uh, I don't know about Tammy, but this is uh, one of my favorite shows um, because I really enjoy the ones that we get a lot out of it. Uh, But thank you guys uh, for tuning in. We hope that you will tune in next Tuesday. Same time, same station. Good night, everybody. But I know